You're listening to Breathe, Focus, Repeat, a podcast about business ownership and self-discovery. I'm Brooke Monahan. I help people simplify their work so they can breathe and focus on what they love. And in this podcast, I tell my story as a brand new business owner and shed a light on what it really takes to make it happen for yourself. I'm so excited to now be part of HoneyBook's educator program, allowing me to give my listeners 50% off of their first year with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an amazing client management program that allows you to create automated workflows and communications, manage projects in a collaborative space with your clients, take payments, and more. HoneyBook also comes with a bunch of amazing templates, including contracts and proposals, so you can stop worrying about creating all of your documentation from scratch and get straight to the fun part. To get 50% off of your first year with HoneyBook, go ahead and follow the link in the show notes. By purchasing through my link, you support me personally and help me as I continue to produce the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breathe, Focus, Repeat. I'm super excited to be recording this episode because I'm bringing you my very first guest to Breathe, Focus, Repeat. So exciting. So um, today we're going to be talking to Courtney Allred. She is a brand designer and strategist, and she's the founder and owner of From Out West, which is a design studio. Courtney and I met in a year-long program that we are both in, as you guys all know, because I talk about it all the time, the Raise Your Hand, Say Yes Inner Circle. And I wanted to bring Courtney on because she was like my fellow um, wanting to be an entrepreneur in the, well, I'm sure that there were, there were more of more than just the two of us, but um, she was also kind of on the road to going out on her own and being self-employed while we were in that program together. And she's in her third week right now of self-employment, just uh, left her day job and it's super exciting. So um, I think it's really important to get people on who are really in like the early stages and talk to them at that point, as you all know, rather than telling the story, you know, too far down the line. So I'm really excited to have her on and uh, we are just going to kick it off. Hey, Courtney. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you on. Happy to be here. So you guys, before we started recording, uh, Courtney and I were talking about how I kind of want to start like giving you guys a little glimpse into like what's going on right now and just like our week because I tend to get a little like, you know, these are my big life lessons, but also like in all of that, there's like a whole bunch of bullshit that I think is really easy to leave out. So we're just like going to kick it off with like how things have been going. So how has your week been, Courtney? Um, <laughs> unplanned. I went into the week with a very specific idea of what it would look like, which isn't that just the story of what we're all doing. Mm -hmm. And as a surprise to no one, it's taken a left turn um, and that's okay. So it's just a lot of figuring it out as we go. But uh, this week was supposed to be sort of planning for the future and laying some groundwork for some upcoming uh, projects and changes. And it ended up being a focus on current clients, which is, I have no room to gripe about that. It's what I wanted. Um, But just having to shift gears a bit and figure it out as I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting shift because I definitely, like when I first started, uh, went through this period of time where I was like, okay, I need to get clients, I need to get clients, and then I got clients and I was like, 
I have not, I have time for nothing. Like I can't even work on my business because like all I have is client work and it's like, yes. it happens at that time. It's like your business isn't a business until you get the people, but also it's like, it happens at that time where you have so much to do on your business to like sustain yes. things. And it's like that feeling of like, I don't know about you, but like when that happened to me, I had this feeling of like, oh, I fucked up. Like I, I fucked up big because like now I don't have even, I can't even like, what am I doing? This is such a mess. Like this isn't the way that I thought it was going to yeah. be. I thought that I was going to like have my brand, like my brand all like packaged and like my systems all set up and like the foundation was going to be great and like a well laid plan. And then I was going to like, you know, introduce client work and it was all going to go smooth. And instead I was just like, I, at one point I was just not taking people mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't, I can't. I, I, I need to figure out how to manage right. like this many clients first before I can take anyone else on, which such, yes. a crazy, such a crazy period of time. Yes. And part of that for me too was seeing, and I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but seeing how sort of together and packaged everything is, you know, quote, supposed to be according to people that have made it as freelancers and entrepreneurs. Um, and so you think you have to have all of these online tripwires set up and freebies and an email list. And I mean, the list goes on of what we are supposed to have. And so in my mind, it was like, oh, lay the groundwork and have all of that done. And it's just not realistic at all. And so, you know, we just, oh my God, I know, <laughs> I know. It's like, you have this vision that like, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna have 40 hours a week back from your day job. And then you're going to like, build a business in like 40 hours and it's yes. all I need is like just one solid week like I know how productive I am at my day job like I get shit done so that means and then like for me uh, I don't know if this is how it felt for you but for me I was like then I was on my own and I was like wow I have a lot of shit to do and I'm like looking around I'm like I do not even know what step one is and then like the end of the week would roll around and I was just like okay I figured out step one Great. Yep. <laughs> Small successes. Fantastic. That's about as far as I got. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Tuesday. My husband came home and was like, how was your day? And I'm like, I don't know how I would have done what I'm doing now with my day job. And I feel like I'm not getting anything done even now with all of the time. And it just, I mean, everything takes longer than we think it's going to and mm -hmm. everything. Um, but there's no way to plan for it. Cause even if I gave myself twice as much time, I would still need, you know, more time than that. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're living up to your own standard now. And so yeah. your standard, like, especially when we, you know, we have these plans in our mind and it's like, that's our standard. And so like when we get it done, like good enough, isn't good enough, especially right. at first, which is like a huge hurdle that like, I have worked on a lot, but like, it's just, you do the first iteration of anything and then you're like, well, it could be better. Right. The next thing you know, you've spent like three weeks on something that you thought was going to take like three hours because you're just like obsessing over it. So yes, it's a, but you know what the thing is, is that it's like, you can't get there without being here. Right. Everyone always tells us that. For sure. Today, yeah. I'm having an easier time remembering, like, believing this. The first yeah. three days of the week, I was not okay with that. 
Yeah. Tomorrow might be different and Monday might be different. Yeah, like for sure. Mondays Mondays are usually the day where I'm like, because I feel like I just took two days off and I'm like, because I really have been, that's not even true. I work all weekend. I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's the work that I feel like doing. So it doesn't yeah. feel like real work. But like, yeah. if we're being honest, I'm working throughout the weekend and then Monday rolls around and I'm like, oh my God, like it, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. It, whenever it doesn't feel the way that you think it's supposed to feel, it's really scary. Yes. Yes. That like navigating unexpected positions, I guess. There's a better way for me to word that, but like things just not playing out the way that you thought and then feeling completely lost from there, even though you're not lost, you're on the same route. You're just a little delayed. Yeah you know, that's can really, at least for me, it can totally throw me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I think that for any of us who have always been died, we're like dying to work for ourselves. All that we ever wanted were to be, was to be our own boss. But like, then we're our own boss and we're like, fuck, I wasn't trained for this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, it's just like, you might really, really want to do it, but like, you still have to learn. Right. And like, you're not going to, it doesn't matter. Like if someone said like, Oh, what's your dream job? And your dream job is to be like a pilot. And then someone was like, all right, well, here you go. Get on the plane. Like, it's not like right. you get on it and fucking fly it. Yeah. You know? And like, but for some reason we just think that because we're like, we're living just to our own standard and doing our own thing that like, it's going to be this thing that we should just be able to jump right into. And it is so not like that. Like you, yeah. it takes, a, it definitely takes a lot of learning. So yeah. Um, and, and we also, can get in the cockpit and look at all of the pretty buttons and knobs and admire how nice it looks. Yeah. But then like, what do you do with the buttons and knobs? Yeah. And then we're just, we just tinker with the buttons and knobs for a week <laughs> and we never even fucking take off. Like, <laughs> or sometimes the plane will go and we don't know why. Right. And so then we're just like, I don't know how to get it to go anywhere. So I'm just going to like go on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually exactly what it feels like. Yeah. I had like a meltdown uh, earlier this week. Actually, over the weekend, it started. Actually, it started last week and I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of coming out of it now. So like last Friday, for some reason, out of nowhere, I had been feeling great all week and all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you know, like my inner voices just got real loud. And like as aware of them as I am now, I still just when they're when it's happening that it doesn't it's really difficult to just observe. And it's like, no, this time it's different. Like this time it's different. This time I really should be heeding these warnings. Like, you know, because it, it just feels so scary and whatever. And like just had a week whole weekend of like, I suck and everybody's laughing at me and everybody thinks that like I suck and everyone can see that like I'm not the real deal and like this isn't going anywhere. And this is just like a cute little hobby that you're doing, which I'm pretty sure that on the last week's episode of the podcast I'm pretty sure I opened up by saying that I had this exact experience earlier that week too. Yeah. Because this is like a roller coaster that just like up and the down. drops are getting shorter, I think. Or like I maybe I just don't puke now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe the drops are, yeah, like I don't yeah. I don't Or maybe it's that we know what to expect and so it it doesn't feel as long because it's not like what the sh what's happening. Right. We know what's happening and it's just, you know, do we let it feel that way or do we not? And sometimes you have no choice. You, it just feels that way. It just sucks. 
Yes, exactly. And yeah, like I, I had posted on it on Instagram because of course now I'm like doing this thing around like it, it's double, it's double fraud factor when I feel like shit because it, I feel like because of the fact that I'm trying to put myself out there and be authentic with people when I feel like crap, I feel like a fraud because mm-hmm. I feel like I look back on all of the good experiences that I've shared and I'm like, I was a liar. And it's like, you're only, okay, first of all, you did feel that way. So you're not a liar. But second Mm -hmm. of all, like if you share this too, then it's okay. Right. And so then I like, of course, put it on like Instagram. And of course you get like so much support from people because everybody feels this way. And all anyone wants to know is that other people feel this way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But that was crazy. And then that went into the week, was like, yeah, I'm going to like work on this, uh, you know, freebie for my, um, I'm like creating a scheduling guide for my email list. And I was like really excited about it. And then I started doing that. And I was like, you suck. Like again, just like right back down. And so I'm like back on the upswing and I'm hoping this is going to carry me through a few more days. But I guess my whole point of saying this is just that like, if you feel that way, um, all that I can say is that that is not an indication of reality, right? It's just an indication of the fact that, uh, you feel that way. That's, that's literally it. And sometimes you just need to let yourself feel that way for a few days and you will come out the other end. It, it does not warrant a total meltdown. Right. And maybe this is something I just tell myself to make myself feel better on those downswings, but it's, it has to be a sign that you're on the right track I would hope because if, if I didn't feel that way and maybe you agree, I wouldn't, if I wasn't like checking myself like that and I just had this uber confidence and went into this like all positivity, absolutely sure it was going to work out. There's an ignorance in that and there's not a lot of growth in that and being able to acknowledge and sometimes challenge the like, the... (laughs) the slopes downward. Um, I think sometimes good can come out of that. Other times it just sucks. You know, I'm not trying to paint it in a silver with a silver lining, but, um, I think for me at least it's like, okay, how can I grow from this kind of a mindset? Yeah. Like it, it blows when it's happening, but like at the end of the day, it's like, is it even worth doing if it just feels like a walk in the park? And also like, if it felt like a walk in the park, you would have already done it. Right. So like, you know, so yeah, right. Right. It's just an indication of the fact that you're actually doing something big, like yeah. that it's right. not just a small little step, that it is a big like stretch. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, that was my week. Yeah. Just roller coaster again, roller coastering right into, uh, winging my first guest interview here on my podcast. I might just call this episode winging it episode two. Go for it. Episode one was winging it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I wanted like, I want to talk to you about like your background though and your story and how you got to where you are now. Um, Because, you know, I obviously have my story that I've shared with everybody, but I think that because everybody is different, I don't want to paint this picture that it's like, well, if you're not like this, then like, you know, then you're also not part of the club. So when do you think you first knew that you wanted to work for yourself? So for me, it's been kind of as long as I can remember. I have entrepreneurs in my family and that idea of 
being solely responsible for my career had has always had some appeal. Um, I also think this might be telling of how, I don't want to say possessive, I guess in control, I like to be. And like, it's very much like a group project mentality of like, I know that I can handle myself. So let me just take on all of the work and trust that I can figure it out. Um, and two, with entrepreneurship, at least where I am now, the flexibility and the freedom that it offers me to like try certain things and if they work out great and if they don't, then like, whoops, we try something else that is very desirable for me. Yeah. The, so that feeling of like being okay with a slip up and kind of like, all right, well, we'll just like go down another road. Do you feel like that's your nature or is that something that you've had to learn? It's something I've definitely had to learn. Um, I don't like when things don't work out. I often get frustrated. I have, I posted something, I think it was last week, maybe earlier this week that said, um, raise standards, lower expect, lower expectations. And it was really for myself because I set such high expectations that like almost any other outcome would be disappointing, which is terrible and so unfair to myself. Um, so that's something I've been working on and it's just, you put things out into the world, you try certain things and sometimes they work and other times they don't. And managing those expectations has been a, for me, a big learning curve to all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, my entire Instagram is stuff that I just say to myself. Yes. Instagram. So <laughs> I'm like, I need to hear this. Yeah. There we go. Someone else will, someone else will be right there with me. Yes. Um, so how do you, like, how have people responded to that? Cause I think that for me, that was a huge thing. And I talked about that a lot. I have talked about that a lot in my podcast that like, I was always such a perfectionist and such like an overachiever that like the idea of doing something and it maybe not being perfect or working or like having to shift or like potentially being like, okay, that didn't work out. Like I might have to go and find another day job is, was like, absolutely not. Am I, I'm never taking that risk. Um, and I think that like one of my things was like, I always felt like people were like watching that and cared. Mm -hmm. So like, what has your experience been with that? Like when you talk to people about what you're doing or, you know, whatever. To be honest, I don't talk about it a lot with the exception of talking with my family the weekend I decided to give notice at my day job. It's not something I talk a lot about because other people's opinions, it's, it's going to do one of two things. It's either going to validate me or it's going to make me question what I'm doing. And sometimes I seek, I found myself seeking validation before leaving my day job. Um, but that didn't really make me feel any better. I knew that this was something I wanted for myself. And so it's not something I just, I don't talk about it a lot. I just kind of do it and I, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's super important, like knowing what that's doing for you. Like my approach when I kind of like decided that I was going to do it was like, I'm going to shout this from the fucking rooftops and just start talking to everyone about it. Like almost in like an attempt to be like, oh, you are doubting me. Well, like, here's me not giving a fuck like to myself. But like, if that's not 
something that is going to help you, then like there's no, it's not anybody's responsibility to like help, to like convince, it's not your responsibility to convince other people that what you're doing is like, you don't have to justify that to anyone or convince anyone that what you're doing is like a good idea or worthy or whatever. Because at the end of the day, like that, how far has that gotten us? Yeah. And if I'm being completely frank here, so when I officially launched my business, got my business license about a year ago, I went through, this is going to sound so odd and maybe I'm not alone. I went through and blocked everyone I know personally with the exception of my husband from my business page and no one knows uh, knew what I was doing. When I left my day job, the day that my last day I shared, um, that I was leaving my day job and that, you know, what I do, but I didn't share links. I didn't share, um, my Instagram account. And they still like, even my parents are blocked from my page because Mm -hmm. I know I just, I have a tendency to care what other people think. And if I can see who's watching my stories and who's liking and commenting, and I don't want that to be a factor, this part it sounds selfish, but like this part's about me and what I want for myself. And I've never been able just to focus on that. And so doing it without the either validation or judgment or involvement of other people that I know personally has been a game changer for me. That said, like my parents are not happy about it. My other family members, loved ones are not happy. They want to be involved and see what's going on. Um, but that's something I had to get past was like, sorry that you feel that way, but this is what I have to do for this to work for me. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, um, so before I started my business, I was not really an Instagram user. Um, and so like my Instagram has very few posts on it. And that's because like I had an Instagram that I had made a long time ago for a blog that I used to have, which was like a vegan, like food blog, which like some people who listen to this, who know me might remember, which of course is one of those things that I beat myself up over for like three years. Right. Cause I'm like, I tried to be a vegan food blogger and I didn't want to do it forever. And I quit, which means <laughs> I suck. But like, guess what? You are allowed to do things. And then like, stop. It's fine. But, um, yeah, so I don't really have a ton of connections on Instagram. My like family and like people who I know from like way back are all on Facebook. Like that's how I stay connected with people. And so that's why my Instagram ended up being like such a big thing for me was because like, even though I wasn't like blocking people, it was like, they are where they were never there. Like those people were never there. And so I felt this freedom to just kind of show up like exactly the way that I wanted to without feeling like anybody was watching me or judging me or thinking like, who is this person? And I have had one family member um, comment on... It's actually interesting. I've only had like a couple of weird comments, like one that was like flat out kind of like negative. Um, and one that was, I felt, well, I'll just tell you what they were. Uh, so one of them was like somebody call, like questioning my project management knowledge on my business Facebook page. And it was somebody who I know very closely. Um, and I was like, that's fucking weird, but also 
whatever. It's fine. Like I, I didn't feel the need to like defend myself because like I know what I know. Right. Um, but then I did have a family member who kind of like commented like, who are you? And I know that it was meant in a nice way and like, a, oh my God, like, who are you? I can't believe that you're doing this. This is amazing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But to me, I was like, this is who I always was. And it was kind of like, it was a little bit upsetting to me. Like, even though I know that it wasn't meant to be because I think that I felt like, wow, I was, I've never been seen for who I really am. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that I was always trying to achieve like, or I always cared so much about outward appearance that it almost made me like build myself into somebody who like was likable or did what was expected of me. So now that I'm on this path where I'm like, I'm finally ready to not do that for myself. It's like, you know, eventually I can do, I can let all of you see that and like shout it from the rooftops to everyone who knows me really, really well personally. But for right now, I too am in a place where I'm like, I'm much more comfortable doing that in front of strangers. Yes. Because they, they, all that they have to say is like, wow, this is inspiring. They're not going to be like, uh, this isn't. If they don't like it, they click on follow. Right. Right. Yeah. If you don't want to be here, it's not mandatory. Bye. (laughs) And that's totally fine. Like everyone has their, their people. But I think that like with family or close friends or people, just people who have known you for a long time, even if they're not close friends who are just kind of like lingering, it's just that extra factor of like, what are they thinking? That is just so, so unnecessary. Yeah, um, and so and also, even if even if this role that you're in and this attitude that you have now, even if it's not who you were before, because for me that's the case. I I think a lot of people that I know would would have kind of the same reaction of like, who are you? This is so different from how you used to be, and it's um, part of that is just that I'm happy doing what I'm doing now, and there's a level of confidence and more knowledge that I am happy to share and that is exciting for me to talk about and post that they just wouldn't get it. I don't think that's how those people see me and I don't need them to. Yeah. And the thing is that it's like, for anyone who's listening to this, who's like, who like maybe has some of these fears, here's the thing is like, first of all, you can still be their family and you can still be their friends. Like, how much of your relationship with, like, your parents or your family is dependent on Facebook? And also, like, usually, like, if your relationship with your family or your friends was was equal to your relationship with them on social media, then, like, that would not be good. Like, I know that family members and stuff that I have, like, like, social media brings out the worst in those relationships. So you can still be close to them. Um, The other thing, too, though, is that, like, for me, I've had these fears and like nine times out of 10, I've been met with like a total surprise where everybody who, I, who I've like, you know, shown things to or exposed things to. And by the way, like all of my um, Instagram posts go to my business Facebook page. It's just that like not everybody is following my business Facebook page. So it's like family members and friends who have chosen to follow me can. It's just that I'm not broadcasting it to like every friend from high school who like I've held on to from like however Mm -hmm. long. But anyone who has seen it has surprised me and been like super supportive of it. And it kind of, you know, eventually you get to this place where you realize that like, okay, they are, they are are happy for me and they're not judging me and even if they are like who cares like really they're not your people yeah you know unfortunately but like sometimes learning that is 
the best thing. Yeah. And maybe I'll get to a day where like my personal profile and my business profile will merge. But right now I, and I hardly ever, if I'm being honest, I hardly ever post on my personal one. I'm very much myself on my business page and I love the interactions there. And that's just been what lights me up. And so it's where I spend my time online. Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned that you got your business license and officially last left launched your business a year ago and then you just left your day job though a few weeks ago so like what was that transition like from first of all what was it that happened that made you actually launch your business and then follow up like what was that like transitioning to actually leaving so launching the business and deciding to do that i i'm not gonna i'll spare you the long version the short version is that um, I just had stayed in my day job longer than I anticipated. I took that job to finish college and it allowed me to move away from where I grew up and work remotely and all of that was great. Um, a few years later, a cross country move, a design degree later, I found myself still in this job and I was just really unhappy. It was a really toxic environment and I knew it wasn't my end game. And so it was like, well, what is my end game? <laughs> what are the steps to getting there? And I was in a year ago, I was in a really just kind of a dark place. And there were just certain things I did to pull myself out of that. And it was the hardest and best thing I've done. Um, a complete mindset, mindset shift happened investing in Tiffany Hunt's inner circle that you've talked about, um, just a few other things that really, I felt like I knew where I was going to go, but this just shone a really bright light on it. And it was like, okay, so this is where we're focusing our attention now. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I didn't want to work for someone else, I could have started applying for design jobs locally, but I just, that's not what I wanted. So I spent my time building my business. Mm -hmm. And what then, question? <laughs> oh yeah, no. So like, what was the transition like? And it sounds like, and I don't want to speculate. So you tell us the story, but it sounds like you were kind of like, I'm going to transition out. And then eventually you were just like, fuck it, I'm leaving. Well, so the idea was because everyone says you should have, you know, six months of savings so that you can figure it out and yeah. just this nice picture of roster of clients. And so it was like, I was working and doing as much as I could while working my extremely demanding day job. Um, that period, that year was hard. It was hard and wonderful. Um, but it was hard because I, wanted to spend my time doing what I'm doing now. And so that's just where I devoted the time that I had. I will say it's a lot of, this is the part that someone wants like the golden ticket, right? You say, what was that process like? And they're like, oh, here it comes. Here's the, the thing I have to do, the thing. And the thing, it, no one wants to hear it, is just figuring it out. It is using what you know, knowing your strengths and Googling the rest. Yeah. Learning how to do Absolutely. And yeah. Um, but we, I hit a point where, <laughs> so the deciding to leave, it was pretty abrupt. Um, and I had been feeling it coming, like getting closer and closer, but I had a really, 
it's going to sound impulsive at first, but hear me out. Um, there was a really bad day with work that was just, it was awful. And I was on the phone with one of my colleagues and she said, um, she's older. She's kind of just going to stay in this role. And she said, you know, I wonder if the doctors when I'm on my deathbed will be able to tell me how many years this job took from me. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I just, I wrote, I don't know why I wrote it down while I was on the phone with her. I scribbled. I think I'm just used to taking notes on the phone. I scribbled like give two weeks on Monday <laughs> and I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I was like, what am I doing? This is yeah. taking years off of my life. And why? You knew. If I, don't, if I don't take this plunge now, I don't know that I ever will. And I can find another job that makes me less miserable if it comes to that. But fortunately I was in a position where I had, I'm going to be really transparent because maybe there's someone else in this boat. So let's just talk about the nitty gritty for a second. I had my PTO payout, which paid for, you know, a little bit of time and I had clients booked through October. And so that gave me until November to figure out a way to continue to replace my income. Um, so that was the cushion I had two and a half months, which is not a lot, but I don't have kids right now. It's just my husband and I, and I, I just have to do this now. Yeah. It, I, so two things that you said that I think are really important to highlight. Uh, the first one is that you had said like, it sounds impulsive. And I think that the thing is, is that for those of us who are not impulsive people, sometimes being impulsive is like magical. <laughs> Because like you and I both stayed in our day jobs long past our expiration date, which mm -hmm. is usually a sign of not being impulsive, right? It's a sign of being like super planful, erring on the side of caution all the time, not wanting to take risks. And so if you're that person and an impulse, you feel like there's this impulse decision that's like potentially life-changing, like what would happen if you did it just once, you know, because going with the flow and being, you know, really planful and meticulous about things got me to the point where like I was, you know, 28, still working in retail. Um, and so I think that if you're an impulsive person and you know that that's one of the things that you need to look out for, then yeah, maybe don't follow, don't follow every impulse. Don't quit your job every, you know, three months. But also like if you're like Courtney and I, like, what would happen if maybe you just let yourself do what felt right once? Right? Well, and to that, I will say I am, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I consider myself an impulsive person when it comes to decisions that are not, um, like big life choices, like yeah, little things I can be impulsive about, but this was, like I had written my resignation letter months prior to giving notice and it was hanging above my computer monitors. Like mm -hmm. this was something I was actively working toward. And I just hit a point where it was like, at some point I have to dive and yeah. yeah. You knew, you knew. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I had the exact same experience as you. And this was the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that thing where it's like, you always have this plan where you think that there's going to be the perfect time to leave. Like for me, it was always like, um, I like, 
I'm just going to stay in this job for like a little bit longer and then eventually I'll leave. And then it was like, okay, well that time is approaching, but like, maybe I don't really hate this job so much. Well, maybe I, maybe I'll actually like this job when like the holiday is over. When the holiday is over, then everything's going to be good. And like, everything's going to be fine again. I just need to push through just like this one period of time or like, you know, it's just because I'm like down a person. And like, once I hire that person, it's not going to be as crazy anymore. And like, the thing is that it's like, how long have we been doing that for? Like, how long do you say like, eventually I'll do it. Eventually I'll do it. And you, I think that you and I both got to that, to the same point where like, for me, it was my husband got a job. It was going to move us across the country. I had to leave my day job anyway. And I was like, if I don't do this now, there's no way that I'm doing it. This is going to go on forever. I'm going to keep saying when the time is right. And like, when is the time ever right? Right. And it's, you know, how many mile markers do you pass and how many do you, I feel like it's like, if you're running a marathon, it's like, Oh, just kind of get through mile 13, just kind of get through mile 14. But Mm -hmm. like, if you're in mile 32 marathons over, you're still running. What are you doing? Yeah. And for me, another factor was that my husband is very much the, (laughs) I'm the emotional I shouldn't say emotional. That makes me sound like chaotic, but like emotionally driven person. And he's very logical. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, just keeping up with the transparency here, I was, I'm the breadwinner was the breadwinner in our household. Um, he's a teacher. Teachers don't make millions and not having a plan past, you know, the end of October, beginning of November made him nervous. And I, I can understand that I'm nervous too, but also that's just kind of the situation yeah. that we were in. I forget where I was going with that. Well, it, so similarly, so my husband and I are very, very similar in that we're both super, super planful and like risk averse. And I think that for me, and like he was like, you're, wait, hold on. You're going to quit your job. Like I, what? No, you can't just do that. Like we need to plan for this. And I was like, look, like we will plan for it. I'm not saying I'm going to quit my job on Monday with like no plan. And like, if we go broke, I'm refusing to get another job. I'm just saying I'm going to try it. And also guess what? This has been a thing for me forever. So like it needs to be okay. It just, I'm t- it just needs to be, I'm sorry. I love you. But also like I will support you in whatever it is that you want to do. And like he had been a student for so long too that he never, I mean, it's not like he was like, no, you're not allowed to. But it was just that feeling of like he would never tell me that I couldn't, but it was that feeling that I had put on myself that I was like responsible for his own feeling of security. And I think that that's a thing too, that you kind of have to just be like, you know what? Are you willing to get uncomfortable in that aspect where you're like, you know, I love you to death and I'll support you in anything, but also like I'm demanding the same thing back, which is like a scary thing to do if you're not normally like that um, for what you've always wanted. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his, when we initially talked, so my like horrible work day was a Friday and I took that night and the whole weekend to like figure it out. It was very much a theme that weekend and an ongoing conversation and he just kept saying, I, I'm not going to tell you no. And it's like, <laughs> what's the, <laughs> what can I say? That's a visual eye roll of like, that's not what I need to hear, but there are other day jobs and I have 
you know, I have skills and I have a lot of common sense and ability that if I have to get another day job, I can, and that's okay. But for right now, this was just something that I have to do and kind of admitting to myself that like, I don't, it's not that he was expecting me to coddle him through this in any way, but like freeing myself of that expectation of like, I'm my own person. He's his own person. He is in his career that he wanted. He finished grad school in May. He's teaching engineering. It's what he wanted. And you get to go to work every day and love what you do and be fulfilled and lit up by that. And right now I'm not. And so I have to figure out my next steps. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that transition was tricky for me. And like you had said, like, you know, I had so many experiences just like yours where I'm like, this is not what I want you to tell me, right? Like, I don't want you to say like, well, if you want or like something like that or like, yeah, go for it. Like, if, babe, if that's what you want to do, then do it. Even that, which is like, how does it even get better than that? I don't know. But at the time I was just like, that's not like, I want, I want permission. I want explicit permission. And now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my God, like that was the most important, that was the most important part was to, for me to not have permission. Like for me to not have permission from anyone and just be like, you might not like this. All of you people might not like this, but guess what? Like I'm doing this now. I've always wanted to do it. And like, now's the time. And I don't care. I don't, I don't need explicit permission from anyone to say that at this point, like I am supporting myself. I am supportive of myself and I'm done sitting around and thinking about this. Oh my God. And like not doing anything about it. It's just fucking exhausting. Yes. And similarly, I mean, so that weekend that I decided to, I ended up calling both my parents because it was that Friday was such an emotional day. I wanted to, I guess this is me seeking validation. I wanted sort of confirmation that like, this makes sense that as a next step for you, mm-hmm. even though it may not be permanent. And so my mom tends to be like a, she's more like me. We're emotionally driven, doing the thing that makes us happy and feel good. And my dad was more of the like business minded, logical. And so I called my dad first. And cause I'm like, if anyone's going to tell me no, it's going to be my dad. And it was so funny because my dad ended up coming out of it going like, go for it. What are you doing? Just take, try it, figure it out. And my mom was like, wait, what about like your house? (laughs) Yeah. Hearing that, like, you're going to be okay one way or another. Right. Try it and see what happens was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's so funny how we like look to everybody. It's like, who else can possibly give me permission. Right. <laughs> like, is there anyone else around who I can ask who's just going to give me like the, this is what you need to do. You're doing yeah. the right thing. And I am, I am here handing you a guarantee that you will succeed. And you like turn to everyone. And then eventually you're just like, oh, right. That doesn't exist. And right. also like, this is my decision. And also that is why this is so scary is because I'm not used to making decisions for myself that benefit me before anybody else. And like, this is what this feels like. I've never done this before. I mean, at least I had not. I was never one. Yeah. Yeah. Never one to make decisions that were just like, that felt, feel selfish almost. Mm -hmm. But like looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm such 
first of all, I'm so much of a better person. Second of all, like the things that I bring to people now, like anyone, anyone who knows me now comes to me when they're like, I've been thinking about doing this thing because they know that I'm going to be like, fucking do it. Do it. <laughs> do it <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> right this instant. Go and do it. Like, um, you know, and, and I love that person. Like I love who I have become now that I'm willing to go for what I want. Um, even if I don't have permission from other people. And I think that other people like it a lot more too, because at the end of the day, like I was thinking about this today, I'm like, we think that people expect so much out of us. And really all that anyone wants is just like, when they say, where do you want to go for dinner? They just want you to like have an answer. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just want you to know what you want. Yeah. And like, you know, absolutely. make your, make it known and like, just be straightforward. So, yeah. so now that you are out of your day job, woohoo. How does it feel? Um, it feels incredible and terrifying and incredible. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of the the ongoing. Yeah. But yeah, it's um it's better than I thought it would be. Not to further tempt anyone out there that's like, should I or shouldn't I? Oh no, tempt but, away. They should. Right. <laughs> but I am I don't even know how to explain it. Um I'm happier than I knew was possible. I think I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. And I feel like mentally, I don't want to say stable because that makes me sound like a basket case before, but like balanced, I guess. Mm. I just feel more myself and I have so much more clarity in who I am and what I'm doing. Maybe not on a daily basis, but what like my goals are. Um, and that all feels great. It's, I'm surprisingly upbeat for someone with such an uncertain outcome. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny how like <clears throat> we do these things and they scare the shit out of us and like then we realize what an illusion it was that like we thought that we needed all of those things. Like we thought that we needed certainty and like 100% security and like a five-year plan that was like definite and like all of this stuff in order to like be okay. And then we say, fuck it. And we take like all that shit that was like that we were told we were supposed to have and we throw it all out the window and we're like, oh my God, like I feel so much better. <laughs> it's like such an amazing lesson to learn that like all of that stuff that you think you need, do you need it? Or did you think that you needed it because everyone was telling you that you needed it? Yeah. And also, if you, if you get rid of it for a little bit and you do find out that you need it, can you get it back? Yeah. These decisions don't have to be permanent. They're as permanent as we make them. Right. You know? And you can, if you allow yourself or are in a position to test the waters, just do a trial period and see what happens. And then if you find out that like, oh crap, all that stuff that I just threw out the window, I kind of need that. Then like climb out of the window and go get it. <laughs> right. It's still there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I like, I actually now at this point, I love to do this thing where I'm like, okay, like what if I did this? Like what would the worst case scenario actually be? And then like work my way through it. So like when this is like the most bizarre analogy, but this is immediately what comes to mind. So like my husband and I just moved to New Orleans two months ago and we almost got hit with like a hurricane, like a significant like you know, hurricane, uh, within my first two weeks here. And it was like the scariest thing 
ever. And then I was like, oh my God, like we are poten- we're potentially dealing with like a c- catastrophic situation. We need to prepare. And like went through like making our emergency preparedness kit and like where are we going to go and like evacuation plans and like all of that stuff. And now I'm just like, okay, like it could come and I'd actually be okay. It's actually yeah. survivable. Yes. It's just that like we for some reason imagine that like when the scary thing happens, it's going to be catastrophic. Like if we don't make enough money, we're going to be living in a fucking cardboard box. Guess what? There's going to be a lot of time between when you realize that you're not making enough money and you actually become homeless. Yeah. And also also there's other ways to, you know, there's other, like in, in that time, there are preparations that you can make and like, you're not going to end up in a gutter. I, like it's it, yeah, it's not gonna happen. And also, you don't have to maintain your current standard of living. Yes, if you don't want to, you know, I I love my home. I really do. It's we are now homeowners. That was something we were able to do after moving to the Midwest, and I absolutely love our home. Um, I don't want to leave it. If I had to to keep doing this, it would be worth it. Not to live in a gutter. I'm not going to do that and put us in that, you know, position. But if we had to downsize for me to keep doing this, it's something I was willing to do. Um, And there's something to be said for that kind of desire. If, if you have something that's driving you that much, um, go for it and see what happens. And like you said there, it's not like you're going to wake up one day and see like a negative balance in your bank account and like, Oh God, how did this happen? And if it did, you know, maybe pay more attention to your surroundings. Keep your eyes open. But, but, you know, you can, you can foresee like, okay, I don't have any clients for this month and I have bills to pay. How can I figure that out? Yeah. And I think that like for you and I, like we don't have kids and we are coming from like a place of like some sort of privilege where it's like, you know, we can kind of like, we can really kind of like choose our own standard of living and like we're much more responsible for ourselves but also like I think that what you said is so right because I think about this all the time where I'm like how many times have you heard someone say like I just want to go and move to an island and just like sell shell necklaces on the beach that's all that I want like people talk about their dream being to literally have nothing so that they don't have to deal with the bullshit and just to be free and so like guess what like you, I I don't know if you realize this, but like maybe you don't want all of that stuff that you buy with all of your money. And like, look, eventually I want to make a lot of money. I'm like not, I'm not even hiding that. Like I, I like money. I want money. But also right now my goal is my freedom because like I chased money for long enough and I learned that like every time that I wanted a promotion and thought that the money was going to make it better, it literally never got better. And in fact, it usually got worse. So maybe it takes like stripping back and making yourself happy with like your life without all of the things and the bells and whistles. And then once you're in that place and you're happy, then building back up from there and then worrying about money. Yeah. And I mean, money does come with freedom. And so there is a reason for that desire, but Money, honestly, was the reason I'd stayed in my day job as long as I did. I was making a good wage. I came from California. I was making what I made in California, which, just in case you guys didn't know, Indianapolis doesn't pay as much. Uh, so, and I was working from home. So, despite the 
the chaos that that job brought, the perks for me uh, and for our household had been worth it for a long time, just until they weren't anymore or until I realized that they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners here with? Uh, Anyone who is either a new business owner or on the fence? I would say just a couple of notes off the top of my head would be you don't have to do anything. Like every decision that we make is a decision. You don't have to go to jury duty. You just need to show up if you don't want like a warrant out for your arrest. (laughs) But like you get to choose. You get to make your decisions. And what other people are doing is not necessarily the right thing. This has been an ongoing theme for me in like my blog writings and your path is going to look so different from everyone else's and embrace that and stop looking for the right way and just do it your way. Um, The last thing I'll offer is something that I am learning very much as I go. Um, The way that we perceive ourselves, those can be limiting beliefs. And I didn't know how much I was capable of until I got the freedom to find out. And so just the way that you see yourself isn't necessarily true and give yourself the opportunity to explore that. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. All right. So thank you so much for coming on you guys. I'm going to put all of Courtney's information in the show notes so you can follow her on Instagram and see all of the beautiful uh, things that she's putting out on Instagram. Also, if you have a new business or are thinking of starting a business, maybe Courtney can help you out with your branding because she does some beautiful work. Um, as you guys know, make sure to follow me on Instagram as well at Briggs Monahan. And um, if you have not already, there is also a link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. And I will also be sending out my guide that caused me to have a meltdown this week. So if you want to get on there and uh, drop me your email, I will send it your way to help you limit some of your overwhelm. Um, thank you again for listening. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, Courtney. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye.